Welcome to the Healthcare Business Secrets show where we interview industry leaders and break down exactly how they're dominating their markets so you can learn from the best and can double your revenue, double your impact and double your time off. In this episode, we're talking with David Schloss. David is the founder of Convert ROI, a highly successful digital agency focusing exclusively on Facebook and Instagram ads. They use a proprietary method of contextual congruence uh, and his process came from the marriage of direct response marketing and understanding social behavior and is responsible for millions of dollars in revenue for his clients every year. He currently manages over $3 million in monthly ad spend for his clients. And I'm super excited to have him on the show because I think Facebook is a killer for us in healthcare and we need to know how to master the stuff we want to get results. So welcome to the show, David. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Really looking forward to this episode. A lot of questions that I have for you as well, and I think it's going to be super uh, valuable for our audience. But first, I want you to kind of give the audience some context. So tell us more about you, how you got into this game, and what are you kind of up to at the moment? Yeah, so I started on the Facebook ad platform almost 14 years ago. So I started when I was first in college around 2007. I was at the University of Florida. The platform was all for college students. Maybe some people who turned 18, you know, just starting to get their feet wet on the platform. And they opened up to the public the same year that I entered college. And so it was easy for me to jump in because they're like, we just need money, right? Just bring on all these people, let them test out our platform, see what we can do with it. And this was when it was a wild, wild west, right? Mm. Targeting options were non-existent. It was sort of just buy up inventory. Maybe you select the cities or the states that you want to target and then that's it. You would just hope that everything would work. And so, you know, it it was very much in that same way of advertising on Facebook for several years. Mm. It didn't really become more of the platform that we see today until around the time that I graduated from college. So around 2011, 2010, 2011, you start to see the platform mature, right? You can add advertisers to it to run ads for you. They had more targeting options. They they were evolving, but Mm. they did not get to the place that you see today with business manager and multiple advertisers and accounts and, you know, all these different behaviors and interests and all these things that didn't come around until around 2012, 2013. And that's when everyone started to really take advantage of the platform. And then when they bought Instagram, it went crazy after that. That's when everything really began to evolve. So in being on this platform for so long, I basically turned it into a business. Of course, it wasn't much of a business in the beginning because no one knew what it was. And Mm -hmm. so those first couple years, were me testing out other things. I ran ads on Twitter. I ran ads on LinkedIn when they first opened it up. And I was trying out all these social networks because I knew that at some point they would turn into the pivot that a lot of people would take from search into how do we communicate more with our audience from more of a conversational way. And that's when Facebook and YouTube and all these platforms really came up and started to produce crazy amounts of money, not just for themselves, but for the people who were running ads on those platforms. And so I really took advantage of that in the early days. And now it's almost to the point where if you say, hey, are you running Facebook ads? Almost every business owner I talk to has either tried it or is currently running ads. And even just five, six years ago, there were still plenty of people who weren't running ads at all. Uh, I, remember when, I remember when people would say things like Facebook's a fad. And I'm like, yeah. what are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? Like, yeah. Even back then, I was like, what are you talking about? It's, it's changed the game. Like, it's like when people said the internet was a fad. Like, maybe at the time it might have made, because it was completely new and everyone's like, this is crazy. Like, why would people want to be connected? But a few yeah. years in you start to realize that the game's changed and yes. the way we interact has changed. The internet is never going to go away. Social media is never going to go away because people, 
they need it. They crave it. It's that interaction that they get where they can't get in other ways. I think I heard Gary V once talking about how the average, uh, I think it was like elementary school girl or something like that, uh, used to have like an average of one best friend. And now they've got an average of like two or something. And that's because yeah. you're able to connect with more people at a greater scale with more ease. Uh, mm-hmm. And people crave that, that social interaction. So of course, these platforms are going to be there. And naturally, the progression of any platform is towards monetization because otherwise they can't exist. They can't expand. They can't grow. And people don't yeah. understand that. They get upset with Facebook ads and why am I seeing this? And I don't want to see these ads. It's like, well, do you want to pay 15, yeah. 20 bucks a month to be part of Facebook? Some people would say yes. But the platform doesn't want to do that because that creates a barrier to entry. And so they, they're going to run ads because you have eyeballs and you'll see stuff. And I'm, mm. I love ads. Like I love running ads. I love seeing ads. I love how ads learn from what I'm doing. Like I love going to a website and then they retarget me. I'm like, yes, they know what they're doing because I'm not someone who's necessarily going to make a decision immediately when I see the thing. And I want to be kind of wooed a little bit. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. take me out to dinner, show me some stuff, get to know me a bit and, and you know, and then... I'll buy whatever you're selling. And so I love that that game of seeing things and allowing the algorithm to find me things that I might be interested in. Like the amount of stuff that I've bought off the internet just because I saw it because it was perfectly aligned with me is, mm-hmm. is amazing. And I love that. I don't have to think. I just know Facebook's going to show me some cool stuff that yeah. I want to get or some stuff that's going to be helpful to me. And I think exactly. that when people understand that, then they can start to actually dabble in it and use it it changes their business. So let me ask you, because there's a lot of people that say things like, I've tried Facebook and it didn't work. Facebook doesn't work. Right. And I, you know, at the start, I would just laugh and be like, that's ridiculous. What are you talking about? Facebook doesn't work. Like I make a lot of money using Facebook. I help a lot of people with Facebook. But then I started to understand the psychology of a bit more. And I started to be a bit more concerned. Like, how is this person believing that it doesn't work? Why do they believe that it doesn't work? What kind of answer do you, do you have for that? I find that it's because usually people have worked with an agency that didn't know what they were doing or didn't yep. understand your offer and your business well enough to really craft advertising that would have worked. And they just kind of copy pasted some stuff or you boosted one ad or got into the ads manager somehow and ran some ads and spent a hundred bucks and you didn't get any client or you only got one. What do you think makes people believe that, you know, quote, Facebook doesn't work? The second one that you mentioned is the more common case, right? And here's why. A lot of people go into this ad platform or any ad platform, really. It's not just Facebook. That same sentiment you mentioned is used on YouTube ads and Twitter and all sorts of platforms. And many of them that go into these platforms have a very specific budget that if they don't make that money back or more, sometimes they want to make five times more than what they put in, that they automatically assume it doesn't work. And what's strange is that that budget is always less than $1,000. That's when most people are like, I've hit that four-figure mark. I didn't get the customers I was looking for. This isn't working for me. I find that very laughable because then you start to dig into what did they actually do with that money? How did they test it? How many pieces of copy did they write? How many images did they test? Did they do videos? When you start digging further, you realize they didn't really do much. There was no testing. They don't even have that concept of testing down. And so Mm. for them, it's, I put up one ad, it has to work. Mm. There's no logic behind it. There's no reasoning as to why they believe it should work on the first try. They just sort of set and forget. It's a, it's a, like, I'm going to call it like the billboard principle or like the newspaper ad principle. It's, I think, and and sorry to interject here, I, I think that it's like, especially people who don't understand the online marketing space and the game of what it is. Yep. a social thing. They yep. think I'm going to put up an ad 
and I'm going to make money because that's how it used to work in the good old days. I put out a newspaper ad and people would buy my stuff, but they're not understanding that there are all these micro interactions that are happening and that what you're really looking for is hyper-optimizing the words you're saying, the pictures you're using, the targeting that you're doing to find the minutiae of people in the middle. And so people think that, well, I can just put up an ad and I'm going to get a bunch of bunch of clients. It's like, what platform ever in the history of the world have you been able to spend five, 10 bucks a day and get some interaction, know what's happening and get a response to something to be like, well, people did click or didn't click. Like to get a billboard, you got to pay a design team to make a billboard. Then you're going to go and put the billboard up. It sits there for a period of time. And then you just hope that you're going to get some business and you never know because this attribution is impossible. Did they buy because they saw your billboard? I don't know. Unless you have like a, you know, a word, use the word billboard when you come into our our business. Who's going to come in and say, yeah, I saw your billboard. That's where I came in. Like that would happen on occasion. But realistically, like there's a reason why Coca-Cola does so much branding and advertising that they can't measure because they've got a huge budget and they can throw money at it and they see their money rise up and they go, I guess it's working. We don't have that as small businesses. Facebook gives us the ability, right? Like it's insane. Yeah. A lot of people go into these platforms with what we call spray and pray. I'm just going to pray everything works. And then if everything works out, I'm happy. If not, well, I hate the platform and I never want to run ads again. That's that's usually how they go into this. But let's also look at it this way. Most people just don't have the knowledge and know-how, similar to you and I, of what needs to be done in order to be successful on these platforms, right? Because they're Mm -hmm. given this knowledge of, you know, oh, spend money on ads. Everything's going to be great. You can make three times the money back, do this, do that, and then just let it do its thing. Let Facebook do its thing. There's no context as to how they got there. Everyone will talk about the result, but not the work that went into getting that result. Mm. And so outside of those little nuggets right there of like, hey, maybe it costs a little more in order for you to find that one ad. Because it's, it's the truth. You just need one ad to work. And next thing you know, you're spending $10,000 a month on just one ad that's mm. generating you $50,000 in revenue. It's happened countless times for myself and the people that I run ads for. But then let's also look at it from the standpoint of, the companies that are hiring agencies with a very small budget, or maybe they have a specific budget they're using every month, let's just say $5,000 a month, and they have no knowledge around how to run ads themselves. They're just giving it to an agency, hoping that the agency can do everything and, and just make it work from day one. Well, one, you're setting us up for failure because you've done no previous testing. You're sort of looking at us as like the golden nugget of amazingness. It's like, okay, mm. I'm gonna give him five grand. He's gonna make me 20. This is gonna be awesome. But nothing was done previously. So you think I'm gonna build your business for you. I'm automatically yeah. in a bad space. Like now, yeah. I mean, hey, if it works, awesome. Now I look like a superstar. You're never gonna leave me. But what happens if I don't make it work in the first month? Worse, what happens if I don't make it work in the second month? Now all of a sudden you hate me, animosity. You never wanna do anything with me again. You might even call me a scam, right? There's all sorts of things that go into it beyond that point. And it's all because they were reliant on us to do all the work, right? There was no teamwork being done, no communication. And so you could see where you have these people who are buying into agencies and buying into the courses or the gurus or whomever without context as to how this all works, where they get burned. And by getting burned over and over and over creates a lot of negative light on what I do and have been doing for so long that people think, oh, agencies are too expensive or agencies are full of it, like they don't really know what they're doing. Or even worse than that, it's like, hey, I got burned by my last agency, so I wanna give you this amount of budget, even though I have this amount of budget. It's like, I'm gonna give you this little piece just to see what happens. 
So we don't really get much of a much to work with. And we're always battling uphill to just build trust and, and responsibility with the client. So it's a lot of things that we have to take in, under consideration here when we're working with clients, especially new, I would call them newbie clients in a way, because it's like they're still getting acclimated to how this all works. And in a way, I'm having to educate them about how I've done this with other people. How is it that one client can spend $100,000 a month versus someone else could spend $10,000 a month? What's the differences in those accounts? And why is it that this one could scale faster than this? And it, it's almost like going through a course. But, mm. you know, this is how the marketplace has evolved. It's a lot of mixed information. Yeah. And a lot of people just have unrealistic expectations. I think that the barrier to entry is too low and it's too easy to start a business and it's too easy yeah. to run ads and do some stuff like that, that we forget that fundamentally what makes a business work is understanding the processes that takes a prospect and turns them yeah. into a lifelong client and knowing what your lifetime value is of that customer. So of course I work with health professionals, coaches and trainers. And so we're working yep. with clients to produce outcomes in their life. And we know that if a client doesn't commit to the process, it doesn't matter what we give them, they're not going to get a result. But in exactly. business, we don't think of it like that. We want the magic person to come and help us, even though we know that the client's doing the exact same thing to us and that we tell them that's not how it works. And uh, I forget the, the psychological term for it, but it's essentially an attribution error right? So what happens is when something bad happens to them, they blame the external. When something mm -hmm. bad happens to someone else, we blame the person. So if yeah. you're late, it's because you got up late, and you're not organized, blah, blah, blah. From my perspective, from your perspective, it's because the president did this and the economy's like this. And so therefore my bus driver was behind and that's why I'm late. It's got nothing to do with me. It's all to do with everyone else. But when I'm when I'm looking at you, I'm pointing the finger at you. And so with whether you're working with an agency or whatever, it's like agency, go and solve this problem. If it works, it's because I'm amazing. If it doesn't work, it's because you suck. It's the same thing with clients. Clients are doing the same thing to us every day. And I think we need to realize that whether we're helping a client get a result and we, we get frustrated by that client not following through and, and we want to blame them and they want to blame us, it's half-half. When we're working yeah. with an agency or we're, we're growing our business, it's the same thing. It's half-half. Half the issue is maybe the agency not understanding our lack of understanding and helping us to understand more so we can really understand what's going on. Uh, mm -hmm. And for us, it's about understanding that what we're trying to do when we run ads, like it's not the ads platform. I kind of move away from the agency thing for a second, but it's, it's not the ad platform. It is the user of it and their business. If your business sucks, if you have a terrible lifetime value per client, then your cost to acquire a client has to be really low for you to be profitable. And the aim of the game is not to have the cheapest of everything. The aim of the game is to be able to spend the most amount of money for everything mm -hmm. because then you can outspend the competition. If I can spend $1,000 to get a client and you can only spend 10 bucks, who's going to win? I'm going to win because I can now spend $15 a client when you can only spend 10 so you give up. But I mm -hmm. could spend up to 1000 So now I can always outspend my competition. The only way to be able to do that is because... I have a better process for converting prospects into being clients and yep. a better process for converting clients into being high paying clients and retaining those clients. And so now, because my ascension process, which is what I talk about in my AAA method, the ascension process means that my value per customer is higher. And so if my value per customer is higher, I can spend more money to acquire them because I make more money from them. And now there's more wiggle room. 
Whereas most people look at ad platforms and think, oh, you know, it costs me $100 to get a client. That's very expensive. If I did referrals, it would cost me nothing. And it's like, sure, but you're not going to get referrals particularly consistently or predictably, and they're a marker of success. And so if you're struggling, referrals is not the way. And number two, if I can spend money to get a client and I spend a hundred bucks and I get a client that's worth a thousand, that's a 10 time return on investment. Like that's insane. Internet marketers would love to get 10 time return on investment. House professionals get it all day. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. That's the advantage that we have is that we have an insane lifetime value per customer and generally low acquisition, but we don't understand that because we're too used to the gravy train of being handed people for free. I believe you don't have a business and you can't grow a business without spending money to acquire customers. Unless you're able to spend money to acquire customers, you have a hustle and a hope and a dream because mm-hmm. maybe you'll get some referrals. And that's the whole thing that I spend most of my time on. I think that it sounds like you do as well with clients. It's like getting them to understand that your return on investment on your advertising is a small portion of what we're doing on the on the front and a big portion of what you're doing on the back. A successful customer for you. This. Yeah. We spend just as much time educating the client as we do running their ads. Mm. We will have longer phone calls about why something's done versus the actual results being generated by those campaigns. I can tell you exactly what's going on in five minutes. That's easy. But to break it down methodically. Here's the strategy behind it. Here's why we chose these terms. Here's why the ad copy was written this way. Here's why we chose this imagery versus this video, so on and so forth. That alone, like I said, it's like a course. Going through that in an hour or two hours over the course of the month is far more beneficial to the business owner or whomever I'm communicating with on their team long term. So yeah, it's it's really just a matter of the education around how we're doing things, why we're doing it how we got to this result, what we're going to do to improve things. The more they understand around that, the more free we are with our decision-making on the campaign, right? Mm. That way we don't have to ask for permission to spend more or ask for permission on doing certain changes to these campaigns. The more we have to ask for things, the longer it's going to take to reach the result. And that's oftentimes why when we're working with these clients, we get all of that out the way on the first call. This is how we handle things. This is how quickly we deploy. Here's our testing strategy. It's going to be at least two weeks. Don't ask us for anything in those first two weeks. Like we get everything outlined immediately. That way, there's no more questions. We get to do what we need to do to be effective and efficient. And then as we start to get those results, so long as we see that our process is working, it becomes a lot more effortless for them because all they should be working on is what makes them money in their business. Let us run the ads. You take care of those clients or customers that we're generating for you. You make sure that they come back and want to work with you long-term and we'll handle the rest. Like that's, that's why mm. you brought us on in the first place. Don't treat mm. us like we're a part of your team where you have to handhold us or be over our shoulder all day because then we're not going to be as effective as we want to be, right? Yeah. So I think that as long as we can establish those boundaries and also be able to educate along the way, your relationship with the client becomes a lot stronger long-term. That's why many of my clients stay for 12 to 18 months. We've had more people this year cancel because we grew them too fast than cancel because we didn't do a good job. Mm. There's a big difference there, right? Mm. So I have no problem scaling your business so much that you have enough money to hire three people and you don't need me anymore, right? Mm. I'm totally fine with that. And I'm totally fine with being in that situation more often than not because that means we've done our job. 
Yeah, exactly. And I think that the very first thing to like, if we bring it back to more of a strategy thing for how we can implement this, whether we're yep. working with someone else or whether we're trying to do it our, ourselves is understanding that ultimately the way to make this work and the bridge between that, I think is knowing who your customer is and what decisions they're trying to make and what yep. gaps exist between where they are and where they want to be. This allows us to then know what things we need to say, do and offer to get them to go to the next step. Cause it's literally, it's like playing hopscotch. I don't know if you guys call it that in the States, you know, that game, the kids play. And yep. it's like, I'm jumping from square to square. And it's like, what do I need to get that person to jump to that next square? People often put out an ad and they say, Hey, I'm a dentist. I can help your teeth. And then they run an ad and it's like, yeah. so is everyone else. Like, yep. you know, can you run us down? Why putting out an ad that says, Hey, I do this service is you might disagree, but a terrible way of running paid advertising. Well, first off, people will know you're a dentist just by looking at what you're wearing or the name of your fan page. So you don't have to address that you're a dentist, right? And quite honestly, I find that instead of addressing that, the obvious is, hey, I'm a dentist, call me or book an appointment. What you should do is actually address the common problems that the people who come into your office or your practice are experiencing because you are the solution. For example, teeth whitening is the most common thing that people promote as dentists, right? Get brighter teeth, fix your teeth with braces or Invisalign or whatever. Oftentimes what they forget is there's a reason why they came to you in that first place. What's their problem? What's the core mm -hmm. thing that they're experiencing as to why they contacted you in the first place? Well, with teeth whitening, it's the obvious. I don't like how my teeth look. It's the wrong shade. When I take pictures with people, I'm always keeping my mouth shut and I don't want to smile. If you address these things and put them in more of like a scenario of like, hey, do you often find yourself taking pictures with friends and never smiling? Have you looked back at your last couple of years with family and realized you're never the one who has the brightest smile in the room? You're addressing the problem, right? Hey, mm -hmm. I can feel that. I have an emotional connection to my smile. It's not a good one. And so everyone who feels that and sees your ad goes, I'm tired of this. I need teeth whitening. And then you have the solution, which is I have teeth whitening for X amount of dollars, right? Book your appointment mm -hmm. today. If you address these problems, oftentimes what you're doing is you're automatically putting yourself in the place of the solution immediately. So they don't think of anyone else. They go, oh, I was looking for this. You're right there. And so we tell our clients, especially in the local space, whether they're gyms, chiropractors, doesn't matter, address what those problems are. And we just tell them, hey, where are the 10 most common things that you find that people are asking you questions about? or they say is a common problem. Gyms is the easiest one because it's weight loss related, right? I don't feel good in my body. My clothes don't fit well, uh, or they have some sort of health related issue they want to solve. You can go on and on and on with those. Chiropractic, I'm achy. Something happened to me years ago injury wise, and I've never had a chiropractic appointment before, and I'm too scared to do it because I've heard things about chiropractic that I'm not sure if it's safe. You can address all this immediately. And each one of these problems are an ad. So you can have mm -hmm. 5, 10, 15 ads in a rotation where, by the way, if you do this in video form, even better, because then they learn who you are. They learn about mm -hmm. your personality. They get to see the office a little bit. Maybe it's not you on camera all the time. Maybe it's people in your office as well. So they get to be introduced to everyone on the team. It just automatically opens you up compared to everyone else in the area, because I'm sure most of your competitors don't want to be on camera either, right? Mm -hmm. So if all of a sudden you're the one on camera addressing problems and you know, all of a sudden they see you pop up in their newsfeed. It's a lot easier for them to remember who you are, especially mm. in the first couple of seconds where everyone starts off with their name, right? It's like, hey guys, David here, right? Boom, automatically. Oh, there's that David guy again. 
He's on my feed again and talking about ads, right? But it's automatically in their brain. And so I just think if you can get on camera, address those problems, as many of them as you can, and then just put them in like this rotation, which I can give a strategy on how to do that. It just keeps you top of mind. So it makes it a lot easier for them to then search you, make a phone call and book an appointment. I can't believe I'm even asking this. These videos need to be fancy. Do I need to get a whole production team to sit there and, and have a script and record some stuff? And is that the best way of doing it? No. And I say this because this device right here can do all the work for you, right? So phones have gotten to the point where they're looking just as good as a DSLR camera, right? You got an iPhone 10 or up, your camera looks fine, right? If you got one a little older than that, maybe you need a professional camera. But if you have an iPhone X 11 or even 12 now, you're fine. You can record everything there, have someone hold it for you so it's stable. But if you're someone who likes to do these, you know, live stream type ones where you hold it in front of your face, that's okay too. What it shows is that you think on your feet, you get things done. You don't care if it's perfect. You just want to make sure that you're delivering the information to the world. I oftentimes will tell someone, hey, hold my phone for me. I'm going to record really quick. And that's it. I can do all the editing, you know on the post-production side. I don't need to worry about how it looks when I'm recording it. I want to make sure the content is delivered in a way I want it to be delivered. And a lot of these businesses think that they have to make everything so overly produced and look perfect that they spend all their ad budget on production. They don't spend the money on where they need to advertise everything. And I know this because if they have a $5,000 budget for the month, they'll spend $3,000 just on the videos and then their ad budget's gone. Right, all they got is two thousand yeah. dollars left, and it's like great. Now we got to work with all this content for very little. So I would prefer you just take out your phone, as long as it's a phone with a great camera. You can record a couple videos, and then you can give it to a, an editor to spruce it up, make it look a little better, maybe brighten you up a little bit. You know, maybe you know, make things in the background uh, fade out so that all the attention's on you. Like let the editors do their job, but you just get the content done. You save a yeah. lot more money, and you can apply the rest of the money to the budget of your advertising. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that takeaway from this is that, and something that I'll add is that if you are building relationships and you're networking and you're doing referral-based marketing or you're going to you know farmer's markets and connecting with people or standing places and talking to people, do you have a production team there with lighting and it's a perfect setup and everything looks perfect? It's like, no, you're just there talking to people. And that's what social media is. Social media is interacting with the person. People want to see people behind the brand. Apple did so well because Steve Jobs is there as a person and people connected with him. And then threw him into the brand. People don't want these big brands now, especially with local business and health professionals. There's too many people advertising stuff that people yep. don't know how to make decisions. And so they can't make the decision based on what you're presenting because it looks the same as everyone else. And now they have to go and do their research and they don't have time for that. And they're sick of doing that. So instead, they're wanting you to tell them why they should work with you. And so that's both your, your copy and what you're saying, but also how you're saying it and who you are. And so... The polarizing thing of this is some people are just going to not gonna like you because of your face, and that's perfect. Some people are going to love you because of your face and your voice and whatever. And so you're better off just making content and then running ads than trying to make this perfect video because ironically, especially on a lot of these social platforms, is the organic videos where someone is holding it, there's a little bit of shake or it's you doing a selfie or you just kind of saying some stuff feels more natural and authentic than having a perfectly scripted ad like they have for you know pantene conditioner or whatever right or like the skincare products like that's big yeah. brand stuff 
local businesses, they want to connect with the person. And so if you're the one that's doing that and no one else is doing that, they build relationships with you. When people see your ads and they watch your videos, they're building relationships with you. But yep. you don't have to spend any time actually building those relationships because your content and your ads and things are doing it for you. So I asked that question because I, I know the answer, but I need, I need people to hear this stuff from someone else. Like I say it all the time. You guys need to hear it from someone else. The, the fact of it is, is that authenticity is what breeds authority. And mm-hmm. that's what is going to get you business. And mm-hmm. speaking to the person and what they're experiencing, not about yourself, is the other side of things. Don't say, I'm this, I'm that, I can do this. Because people are sick of that. They're drowning it out. It needs to be mm-hmm. about them. They care about themselves. And if they're emotionally relating to something, they're going to click on it and they want, want to engage with it versus, I'm a dentist, I do teeth whitening. So in terms of running ads then, would you say you should get into the ads manager and business manager dashboards and all these fancy things? Would you say I could make a video with a little bit of wording into it and then boost it? Like, Where would you say people should go if they are looking at doing some Facebook ads and actually dabbling where they can prove to themselves that that this is real and not a fantasy land, running ads and getting clients? Definitely dig into the ads manager. I mean, you're going to have to build a business manager anyway because you need it in order to run your business on Facebook and Instagram. So by default, create that and verify it because it's a very important step now with Facebook is to prove you're a legitimate business, right? So you go through the business manager setup, you verify it. It's all your information. It's connected to a fan page or business page and you're good to go. But the ads manager, you need to dig into. You need to understand the buttons to push. And the great thing about Facebook is they tell you exactly what to push. They have a whole step-by-step guide on how to create a campaign, how to create an ad set, how to create an ad, fill in the details of who you want to target and how to publish it, right? Doing this a couple times at least gives you familiar with where things go. So when an ad manager like myself comes in and sends you a nice screen share of why we did something, you're not looking at the dashboard like it's another language. You're looking at it going, oh, okay, I can see he created a couple campaigns. I could see that he put, you know, 10 audiences in there. Maybe some of them are bundled audiences. Some of them are single audiences. I could see he's testing a variety of different ad images and video. It's just an understanding. Running a couple ads and boosting them, boosting them is great from a sense of, I click the button, I spent five bucks, I feel accomplished. It's not going to get you the result you're looking for, but at least you feel like you did something, right? Once you start to launch $20 a day, $50 a day, and you're doing this yourself, yes, it might feel a little strange or even scary at first because you're like, I don't know what's really going on, but it forces you to learn it. Mm. Next thing you know, you're going through the help center, you're learning about what the reporting means, how to install a pixel. The more you learn, the easier it becomes whether you decide to take this to the next level on your own or having someone else do it. So definitely dig into the ads manager. I like having a basic understanding for everyone that I'm working with, whether it's my own team or you know the, the team that I'm working with on the other side, on the client side. I want everyone that I'm communicating with to at least understand what they're looking at. That way I don't have to repeat it over and over and over every time I have to send in a report. Mm-hmm. So if you're spending time understanding why something was done for $50 versus $100 a day or $200 a day, it's going to make it a lot easier as you start to spend $500 or $1,000 a day, which is totally possible in a local marketing space. Whether you're a dentist, a chiro, or a realtor, it doesn't matter. I know plenty of people spending $1,000 plus a day in their area and making it back way more than you can imagine because they took the time to learn what was going on, who their ideal customer is, and what needs to be said to these people. I just want to add to that, like when you hear him say spend $1,000 a day, we're not just throwing money down a drain. 
Like nope. we're looking at every dollar I'm spending, how much am I making back? And so therefore, if I spend $1 and I make $2, if oh, I spend good. $2, I make $4. Man, Even if I better. spent $1,000, I make $2,000. And so suddenly you start to understand like, this is a game. How do I spend more money so that I can acquire more revenue? Now, of course, at some point, your business starts to break. You, you can't yes. serve the people. And that's where someone like me or a, or a business coach or, or somebody can help you with that, where you're expanding your team and, and your capacity. But for most of us, just getting more people is the first thing. It's I like to break businesses, which is let's fill you up so much that your business is broken. Mm -hmm. Then let's begin to fix it and rebuild it. It's just like building muscle. You have yeah. to tear down the muscle fibers by exercising so that it builds stronger. And you start by running things like ads and getting a whole lot of clients until you say to yourself, look, man, I've got 10 people who want to work with me. I can only work with five of them. What do I do? Now you've got some fun. You can cherry pick people. You can make them pay up front with a credit card over the phone. Like you can do whatever you want to do because you've got so many clients and immediately you've got better choices to make. You can yeah. choose to expand capacity, hire people, et cetera, et cetera. But it starts with how do I fill the front end of my business? And Facebook ads, in my opinion, is, is uh, and that whole platform, including, I, when I say Facebook ads, I mean Instagram as well. Like that whole platform is uh, the best place for most people to start, I think. Yeah. So let me ask you, where can people connect with you to learn more about what you do uh, and even learn some things about Facebook ads and stuff like that from some of your stuff? For sure, yeah. If you want to have your ads done for you, and you don't want to handle any of this yourself, you can go to convertroi.com. That's the agency, right? You can hit me up there. It does go to me. Someone filters the messages, but it does go to me. And then if you want to learn the process, you actually want to do all this yourself or at least get to a point where you're making enough from your ads to then hire an agency, clicksconversionsclients.com. I put this course together literally a couple weeks ago. It's everything I know. Everything from beginning to end, the fundamentals all the way to scaling. And when I mentioned, you know, $1,000 a day, funny enough, in some businesses, that's phase one of scale, right? This mm -hmm. teaches you how you can go beyond that point. I have a client right now spending $100,000 a day, okay? Mm -hmm. I understand how to scale. So I want to show you exactly how I've done that. And that's where the course breaks down everything for you. How to launch your first ad all the way down to how do I take this one ad? and scale it 10 times over, right? So if you want to do everything yourself, clicksconversionsclients.com. If you want me to handle it for you or and my team, convertroi.com. And those are the two places you can find me. Or you can find me on Facebook at David Schloss. I'm the one with a nice little blue check. Amazing. Dude, thank you so much for coming on the show. There's heaps of value here and I hope that everyone checks your stuff out, but also just thinks about things differently. Like I want to change the, the model, especially in healthcare, people thinking Facebook is a scam. Facebook doesn't work. I need to focus on referrals because there's so many people missing out on potential for clients, potential to help people, leaving revenue on the table. The amount of money left on the table is, is insane when people aren't running ads. Like I built my entire health practice on Facebook ads. It, the stuff works. I don't worry about anything. We don't do any other marketing. I just check my ads half an hour a week and we're good. We're gravy. So make sure you guys check out everything. Uh, dude, thank you so much for coming on the show. really appreciate you and uh, we'll speak soon. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the show. If you like the episode, please hit subscribe and leave us a review. I'd really appreciate it as it helps us get our episodes out to more people just like you who want to know how to increase their revenue, impact more people and build businesses that work for the lifestyle they want. Now, I know your time is valuable and I know that you are here to learn the secrets to success in your health business. So I have something special for you just for checking out the episode. 
Now, if you're a health professional, coach, or trainer in business, and you're serious about growing a profitable, impactful business, then pay attention. Because as a listener of the show, I want you to win. And so I've created a host of resources available exclusively for listeners of the show. So if you're tired of trying to figure out this game of business, marketing, and sales all on your own, and you're ready to just implement what's already proven to work rather than reinventing the wheel, I want you right now to go and check out healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. That's healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. And there you'll find over $5,000 worth of trainings, resources, and coaching available only for listeners of the show. Again, that's healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. There I'll give you resources on everything from how to acquire 10 times more of your ideal clients using social media and paid ads, even referrals, how to increase your client conversion into packages at an 80 to 90% conversion rate like me, how to retain your clients for longer, getting them better results and making them happier, how to increase your prices and charge a premium to work with you and how you can build a six, multi-six, even seven-figure practice just like I did but with a tenth of the time and a tenth of the effort. What I want you to realize is that everything I teach comes from exactly what I did to have success and still have success in my own health business. And I want to share that with you so you can have success too. So go check out healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider right now and let me help you win big in your health business. Also remember to subscribe for two episodes every week full of the secrets to have success in your health business as well as leave us a review so we know what you thought of the show. And I'll see you on the next episode.